In this week's episode, Equality Institute Associate Facilitator Darnell Adams and I will chat about more than just floats for Pride Month, Ukraine and unicorns, tattoos on Virgin Atlantic, and much more. Hey there, my name is Bernadette Smith. Welcome to Five Things in 15 Minutes, my weekly show where I bring good vibes to DEI. That is good vibes to diversity, equity, and inclusion with a little dash of corporate social responsibility. What I've found is that there are lots of news stories about what's going wrong in the world and lots of negative data, but there are also a lot of things going right. That's what I like to focus on. I search for DEI stories that we can be inspired by and learn from. My hope is to inspire you to experiment with some of these inclusive actions and policies within your own organization to help you build a more inclusive world. Let's get started. Darnell, will you please introduce yourself? My name is Darnell Adams. I'm based in Boston, Massachusetts, and I'm an associate facilitator for Equality Institute. I'm so glad to be here. Darnell, I adore you, and I'm so glad we have you here today. And I, uh, I'm just thrilled when I get to have you as my guest on Five Things in 15 Minutes, especially because it's Pride Month, and you and I go way back. I think we've probably been to Pride together. We certainly have celebrated Pride together in the past. So happy Pride. Happy Pride. You know, as someone like you're right around my age, we've both been celebrating Pride for, you know, 20 or so years and we've seen a thing or two, right? So what have you been seeing in uh, the buildup for Pride this year or, or on June 1st? What is it? What was it like for you sort of on social media and, and in the world? You know, it's a little different. And I was thinking about this, about, you know, how it's, the movement has kind of changed over time, you know, from uh, in some ways being protest to in many ways being a protest to like all out celebration and party, which I definitely appreciate as well, to maybe what we're seeing is some sort of like a maturity as well, you know, like while acknowledging all the celebration and um, representation, but also seeing how things just kind of lead up to the first topic, but uh, how the ways that we could celebrate pride year round, you know, absolutely seeing that more often. Absolutely. I agree. And, you know, I don't know about you, but when I, uh, turned on LinkedIn on June 1st, uh, it was all, all rainbows, <laughs> all folks proudly talking about how, what their company is doing and how, how safe they feel and how proud they are to work for wherever they work. Um, and that was really cool. I will say that a lot of people who posted those posts are white and cisgender and gay or lesbian and not other members of the community who might be uh, more marginalized or have more intersecting identities. Did you have the same experience? Yes, I definitely think that is true. And so, you know, there's like, I think that kind of in talking about maturity of the movement is also maybe a broadening of what the conversation can be and who's participating in that conversation, who's being represented, right? Sure. And so from years ago, where at least in, in many communities, in many organizations, there is definitely more visibility 
it still can be in a kind of a narrow sort of set of folks who are, you know, are cisgendered, white, often male, et cetera, mm-hmm. um, to that there's, there's such big diversity in the yeah. LGBTQ community. And my hope is that that's where, that's where we're going next, right? Sure. That, um, that, that is much bigger umbrella in terms of representation and what we're seeing in kind of everyday conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing that I've noticed more this year than in years past is pride merchandise everywhere. Like I was at Walgreens yesterday and there was pride merchandise, a lot of pride stuff at Target, Ikea. I'm like, wow, this is, is this, is this mainstream? All right, I haven't been, I haven't been to the store lately. Um, so that would have, I would have done a double take, or two or three. But um, yeah, I, you know, I think so. In, certainly in some in in some spaces, right? Um, in some communities, and I do think that that is a, it is somewhat of a confusing thing in my head, just in the trajectory of what I remember you know, my early prides to be and seeing something show up in uh, Walmart or, 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 uh, or Walgreens. Um, I, you know, I have some mixed feelings about it. Yeah. We were at Ikea and we saw this pride doormat and we were like, oh my gosh, we have to get this. And then like half an hour later, we were at Target and they had like six different ones to choose from. I'm like, all right. <laughs> it's just, it was just wild, right? It's just, um, it's been kind of interesting to see what some people are describing as the commoditization of pride. Um, but honestly, I kind of like seeing all that stuff as long as it feels authentic. And I know that Target in particular has done a really nice job of of partnering with queer-owned businesses to supply their merchandise. So hopefully that's happening more often than not. But, you know, uh, and I know we need to get to the good vibes, but <laughs> this is this is really interesting to me. Um, but one more thing from my perspective is, yes, we're seeing all of this greater visibility, access to pride merchandise and all of that. And that's been pretty exciting. And on the other hand, we can't forget that only about half of us are out at work and that there are 240 bills or laws that have anti-LGBTQ that have been proposed or passed in a lot of U.S. states in the past year. So we are definitely not into a place of being post-gay. Like there is a lot of work to do and a lot of folks still do not feel safe. So we cannot get complacent here. Yeah. I mean, I think in terms of, you know, thinking about post-gay, I know that's playing kind of post-racial and we kind of understand that that is not how social justice movements usually go, right? That there's... um, you know, just the hard struggle and then everything is then fine and goes away. Um, that there are fits and starts. There is kind of uneven acceptance, uneven ways in which people feel safe, um, more acceptable ways to be gay and less acceptable ways to be gay. It's true. Certainly with all those laws is specifically kind of targeting uh, the trans community, um, right? So that's clearly unacceptable. And for us who are in the community and allies to be aware that while there is certainly movement going forward and we're here to celebrate that, that, you know, it, it's, this is liberation for everyone. 
mm-hmm. not just some of us. You know, we all have to go together. Um, and so certainly not to be complacent. Absolutely. All right. Well, on that note, let's move on to some of these good vibes from this week. A really good example of a company that's doing pride right from my perspective is Unilever, which is actually skipping rainbow merchandise and pride floats this year. And they're actually making a difference by donating to LGBTQ community-based organizations and really taking away the impact, not just on celebration, but on supporting at-risk communities all year round, not just during Pride Month. So there's a, a link there in the chat of what Unilever is doing, but I'm, I'm really impressed because it shows that Pride is more than just a party and that there's actually work to do. So they're kind of rolling up their sleeves and, and uh, putting their money where their mouth is. Yeah, I really appreciate this approach. And, you know, I'm not going to put judgment on, you know, the welcome mat, you know, with the rainbow. <laughs> like that, you know, that's a thing. Um, but this really, really makes me happy <laughs> um, to know that, you know, in, in terms of not having a, um, just a blanket statement and maybe from time to time and parts of the month uh, to be able to show up uh, in, in pride parades, et cetera, but to be able to actually put funding into some things that are, uh, systemic will change for people in community who are suffering. And yeah, I'm, I'm all for this approach. Certainly. Absolutely. It's, it's more sustainable. It's more meaningful. It's great. Okay, so next up is a new, uh, well, Shonda Rhimes has a partnership with Netflix, but as part of that, she has launched two new DEI initiatives, which are designed specifically to increase the pipeline of underrepresented behind the scenes talent. So it's pretty impressive. This is all about increasing that pipeline so there can be more diversity behind the camera, which means that Hopefully the people who are creating diverse content are having a team behind them that can support that. I mean, there's a lot of wins here. Yeah. I mean, I, one thing though, I must note is I saw, you know, I you know it's called the uh, Shonda land, um, but I'm like, I think it's Shonda universe at this point. <laughs> Shonda's all over. She's doing some great work. Um, but it, yeah, in terms of this, I, I think it's really interesting. One thing it made me think of, and maybe you too, Bernadette, is all the different sectors and industries uh, as we're, we speak to folks who talk about pipeline in various ways. Sure. Sometimes this is about gender. Sometimes it's kind of a little bit more kind of broad. But and, and all the ways that people are either still in conversation but seem not to either put the resources and funding uh, to solutions or have maybe started, you know, very early stages kind of thinking about how to do that. And so Shonda using her her power and her wealth and her positionality, certainly with the amount of money that she's making for, for Netflix to be able to, to say this is the way, a way forward that is substantial, that will address the thing that people have been talking about for decades in terms of access, in terms of pipeline, in terms of representation. So yeah, this was, it's really a great move um, in my perspective from Shonda. Yeah. And this is what equity is. Equity is about removing the barriers or giving legs up and offering opportunities and and expanding access. And that's, you know, I think a lot of people misunderstand what equity is, but this is a great example of, of what it is. All right. So next story is members of Ukraine's LGBTQ community who have signed up to be volunteer soldiers in the war 
have been sewing the image of the unicorn into their uniforms just below the Ukrainian flag, just kind of a, a lovely symbol of pride. I mean, these are folks who are probably not trained soldiers just uh, going to battle for their country. Yeah, and kind of in reaction to years past, uh, I believe, with the conflict with Crimea, mm -hmm. when they um, supposedly there were no people in LGBTQ community who were uh, participating in that struggle, which obviously was not true. And so this symbol um, side of pride and also, again, recognition, right? Like the ways in which folks can be invisible so that a statement like that could be made. Oh, yeah, there's no one here right? <laughs> that, that um, from that community. And, and that's so not the case. And so while it's, you know, tragic in many respects that this kind of visibility has to happen on the battlefield, um, that uh, I think it's a unique and very, very LGBTQ plus way. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's showing, showing up. It, it is. And I also, you know, obviously it's, we're not talking about something you can adapt for your own organization with this story, but it just kind of gives me the feels, right? It's, it's just about um, looking for ways to be your authentic self, even in the middle of a war. All right. Next up is Virgin Atlantic, which has made history by being the first airline to allow flight attendants to show visible tattoos. Now, Virgin Atlantic is known for being a more progressive airline, but now flight attendants can show off body art, including on the face and hands. I have to say, I did not know that this was a thing in airlines. I never really thought about it. But then I think and I was like, have I seen an attendant with a tattoo? I guess not. So I'm all for this. <laughs> um, I have ink. It's not visible um, at the moment here, but certainly in terms of inclusivity, I think also, I mean, we talk about pipeline, there's, you know, kind of a generational shift in terms of how people express themselves through body art. I think it's a fantastic move. I can't wait to see the beautiful artwork on the attendance. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the airline industry is definitely one that has been slow to remove uniforms or specifically gendered uniforms. Mm -hmm. So um, tattoos obviously are, are still uh, a frontier that a lot of airlines haven't crossed yet. So I'm not surprised that Virgin is the first and hopefully we'll start to see others do the same because now they're going to be competing for talent, right? And again, Absolutely. it's a form of self-expression. All right. And the last story from this week is about Slack, which has a new feature that allows users to share how their name is pronounced. Now, this is something I've already set up in my LinkedIn and I think on Facebook as well. But it's nice that it's in, that it's a part of uh, Slack so folks can avoid awkward mispronunciations. You know, I don't know how I missed that feature. And now that you mention it, thank you, uh, Bernadette, for the LinkedIn and Facebook posts, I will go to it. I think we have spoken about this with both of our names and the interesting creative ways in which people have um, <laughs> called us, yeah. um, not by name. And so I, I see it kind of both ways, which is a name, which I feel is two syllables, fairly simple, but has been, I've been called many things, mm -hmm. is not Darnell. But then also me as a facilitator, as a trainer, and how much I 
take great pains to try to use the right name for the right people and how much help this will be. You know, names matter. Like it, it really does. So I am really excited to hear about this particular piece of good news that I didn't know anything about. So everyone out there, please go ahead and add your pronunciation to your Slack. And if you haven't already done so to LinkedIn, because we want to know how to pronounce your name so we can show you the greatest amount of respect. So thank you. Thank you so much, Darnell, for being here with me today. Thank you all for <laughs> thank you all for watching and joining and listening now that Five Things in 15 Minutes is officially a podcast. Thank you for catching us and wish you all a great week with good vibes in DEI. Take care, everyone. Happy Pride. Thank you for listening to Five Things in 15 Minutes. I hope you found yourself inspired by at least one of this week's stories. If you did, would you mind sharing it with a colleague and leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting platform? And if you don't already get my Five Things newsletter, join at fivethingsdei.com. I'm Bernadette Smith, and I'll see you next week right here for Five Things in 15 Minutes, bringing good vibes to DEI. DEI.